From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. So, Jr., it was another week of major changes in lifestyle and in the workplace because of the coronavirus. Governor Tony Evers ordered bars and restaurants in Wisconsin to close, except for pickups and deliveries, along with a ban on gatherings of more than 10 people. And in a break from their normal partisan divisions, Governor Evers, who is a Democrat, and Republican leaders say they're working together on a legislative package to fight the virus. They're discussing what the state can do to mitigate losses to small businesses and employees. What are you hearing at the Capitol as to what this would look like? At this point, a lot of it is throwing ideas out there. I mean, uh, the governor, for example, the first thing he called for was to do away with a one-week delay we currently have in Wisconsin for collecting unemployment benefits. Right now, if if you're laid off and you file for unemployment, there's a one-week delay before you start to collect checks. Governor wants to do away with that. Um, we'll see if Republicans go along with that change, which they, they put that delay in place you know, nine years ago. But in light of what's going on with, or we think is going to happen with the economy, they may be amenable to changing that. You know, a lot of this, too, is wait and see what the federal, federal government does, because at what the state level, we have limits on how much we can spend. There is a budget that must be balanced. They can't go into deficit spending. The feds is a different story. So the state may wait and see what comes out for the federal government and then try and find a package that fits on top of that. If you think about the first year or so of Governor Evers being in office, there's basically not been much relationship between him and Republican leaders, uh, Speaker Robin Voss and Senator Leader Scott Fitzgerald. This may be the impetus for them to kind of start rowing the same direction the first time of his term. Are you surprised that suddenly partisan bickering has evaporated? Uh, like I talked to somebody last week, told me that this is what happens in any type of national emergency, that you see people put aside their partisanship and, and work together. I mean, think about the first stimulus bill from the House, right, uh, that we saw at the congressional level. The vote was 90 to 8 to approve that bill in the Senate. You don't see 90 to 8 votes in the U.S. Senate on major bills that spend a lot of money like that. Now, Ron Johnson, Wisconsin senator from Oshkosh, he was on the was no votes, but just that shows you kind of the sense of need to act together that's going on right now, not just at the federal level, but we're going to see that state level too, probably. Yes, as you were mentioning, Republican Senator Ron Johnson was one of only eight senators who voted against a multi-billion dollar emergency aid package that will provide paid sick leave and family leave for many Americans, while also boosting unemployment insurance and offering free testing for the coronavirus. Johnson said he opposed paid leave provisions in the bill, saying they would do a great deal of economic harm to employers. All four members of Wisconsin's Republican congressional delegation also voted no. So do you think these actions will hurt them at the polls? While Johnson's not up for re-election this fall, all of the House members are. Well, let's separate out the congressional delegation because those guys in the House, you know, they're in fairly safe seats. I don't get the impression that any of them are expected to be challenged this fall seriously. Um, they could make an argument cheered by conservatives that they have done something differently with that package. And also watch, there are going to be other phases of this that are come down the pipe. What do they do on those? Now, if they vote not to help provide any help in any way, shape, or form, that would be different. But, you know, watch that. With Johnson, it said, you know, remember, this is a guy who came from the private sector, 
uh, ran for U.S. Senate in 2010, isn't really known for having a politician's touch when he explains himself. And it's more an issue with Johnson that he comes off sounding tone deaf at times. He's been known, while he's been in office, to say, look, he doesn't care about his future election prospects or if he runs again. And he has not made clear yet whether he's going to seek re-election in 2022 or run for governor or do something else. So I, I just get the impression from talking to people that they see him as somebody who doesn't pay attention to those niceties at times, and that kind of gets him in trouble every once in a while for just not sounding like he's in tune with what's happening to his constituents. The Wisconsin Democratic Party has decided to dramatically scale down its state convention in Wisconsin Dells. It'll only be held on one day, June 12th, instead of the two days that were scheduled. It'll be limited to only speeches, reports, and election of DNC members. There will be fewer speakers, no caucus meetings, no debates, and no votes on changes to the platform. How many party faithfuls do you think will show up for the one day? Good question. I mean, don't forget, the CDC recommended sometime early last week to not have any uh, gatherings of like, what, 50 or more for eight weeks. That eight-week period would end right before the Republican State Convention in May, which is supposed to be in Green Bay, I believe. Then you have the Democrats meeting a few weeks later in Wisconsin Dells. We are still at a point where we don't know if that suggestion will be extended. And finally, a new report shows outside groups are spending a lot more to support liberal-leaning state Supreme Court challenger Jill Karofsky than conservative incumbent Justice Daniel Kelly. An analysis from the Wisconsin Democracy Campaign shows four groups have spent nearly $700,000 to support Karofsky, plus a Better Wisconsin Political Fund has spent a half million on ads for her while three conservative groups have spent about $70,000 to support Kelly. That's a big difference. How do you think this will affect the race? Yeah, there's a lot of money being spent right now across the behalf on those independent expenditures. That's only a piece of the picture of what's happening. Doesn't account for those issue ads, we call them. They're the ones that say things like, Senator Joe Blow's a bad person. Call Senator Joe Blow and tell him he's a bad person. So I think in the end, the spending is going to be is not going to be that big of a difference in Karofsky's favor, um, but some stuff we're just not seeing because it's not reported in the state because of election laws. That's WISPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations, and if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.